Yo, soy fiesta. Stidham. 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 Welcome back to Yosef Fiesta. We are here at episode 34, and we are here with the story of the biggest story of the week, probably the biggest story in a very uh, newsless time here in the, the dog days of summer in June, uh, that Jared Stidham has been the catalyst, the recorded catalyst of the working out with his teammates. It started as... Uh, an Instagram story from Brock Holt, and then he confirmed or revealed that he had been working out with Edelman, and that transpired into then Mike Reese saying that they've been working out regularly, as they're both based in Massachusetts, and then more names started coming out. Basically, it's a story, but it's not a story, but it's nice to know, and it's giving you know a lot of uh, positives and whatnot. So, see, this is this is more of a story if it doesn't happen. Like, you know what I mean? Right. It's a, if, it, if it was the opposite, it's a much bigger story than it is now. Yeah. It's nice to hear, though. I mean, it's not going to get the attention that, like, Brady's workouts have been getting, but it's it's just nice to know that, like, like I, when Brady did this with – he'd take uh, Amendola and uh, Edelman and Gronk up to his, his ranch, and they, they'd work out. Like, it's just nice to know that, like, you've got a guy like, – I, I don't know. Like, you haven't heard it about Hoyer. It's just nice to hear it about Stidham. It gives you, it gives you a lot of hope that he is making the efforts – because he's not, he doesn't have to. I mean, like OTAs would be right now making up for lost time, you know, getting getting the gang together. So it's it's good to hear. It's just you love to see it. You just love to see it. You have two quarterbacks who care. Pretty much right. Want to win the job. And I know Hoyer is not obviously proven to be a career backup, but Stidham on the other hand, it, Hoyer can also give Stidham some veteran guidance as well. So I mean, Stidham is a big unknown and. If the team's going to put this much faith in him, you better be ready to go. The name that got thrown in there that was um, that was like not surprising, but nice to see it was was uh, Demir Bird. Having Bird be a part of that, like, was the standout part to me because it's a guy that is not a lock to make the roster, but also a guy that I myself am very high on. Yeah, it it sounds like I've I've watched a little bit of tape, but. Uh... You see, and I've watched the uh, Evan Laser breakdown on Twitter as well. That he already seems like a much better player than Dorsett. He's he's kind of like a Dorsett like player, just a little bit more versatile. Like he runs better routes. He's also fast. So I mean, if he can be an upgrade over Dorsett, even if it's just a little bit of an upgrade, that's really good. For the take that he's an upgrade from Dorsett, he's definitely an upgrade. He has he, like I well, I mean, we obviously won't know until he hits the field, but. Uh, it looks like he's a wide receiver for any, like literally anyone's an upgrade. And, and the fact that he's a way cheaper option. Every time I look at that Dorsett contract, I just don't understand. What's his contract again? What did, yeah, what did Dorsett get? Dorsett got from one Seattle. Year. One year. Yeah, one year, but like it What's was nine million. I feel no like it's too much. Was, no way it was nine million. Couldn't have been. Three million? If it was, three million? He sucked last year. There's no way he was going to get that much. Uh, he owns the Steelers, though. Yeah, he does own the Steelers. Uh, he, I like I said the other day, he's just the ultimate con man. You know, he comes in, you just get excited about him every year. Like, oh, he was a first round pick. This is going to be the year. Dorsett's yeah. going to do it. Like, yeah, this, this, that. And then he comes in, and he, you know, just um, his base salary is nine hundred and ten thousand dollars. Yeah, it's only like it's a one year, one million dollar contract. So it's cheap. It's, yeah, one year, but one year. Dorsett, but he blows. <laughs> he he nine him. million. <laughs> Yeah, last year. So I mean, yeah, his contract last year was, it was bad. We don't need another one. Yeah, and he said it was a mistake signing with us last year, which is yeah, basically well, it was an idiot. Which is his mistake going back to New England. Sucked, so I'm upset about that. So I'm not coming here again. That's basically yeah. what he said. One, actually, I do want to make a point. Um, one X factor that could be in this receiving core is Jeff Thomas, because if you watch yeah. his, you watch his tape. He, the dude's got some skill. He's got some speed. He's explosive. He can run routes. Like he's like the he's the guy we need. But can he keep it together mentally? Like you know, behind the scenes. I feel he's like not going to be able to. Go on, go on. I feel like every year we have one undrafted free agent. You know that like sticks out. J.C. Jackson. Uh, look back at the. I mean, we we always have one that. Um, Are you talking like 
person that sticks out in the preseason or just that we, we always have an undrafted free agent stick out in the preseason, make the team. And yeah. Cause they've had one for, I think 16 straight years since 2000. Jacoby Myers. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Jacoby Myers last year. Jacoby was Myers guy, last like, year. JC Jackson, David, Andrews, Adam Butler, Jonathan right. Jones, Adam Butler, yep. Malcolm Butler, uh, Brandon Bolden. Just goes on and on. The list on. goes on and on. Is the point? Yeah. So there's. It seems like there's always one. You can't count on it. But it looks like I think I don't think we've mentioned Jeff Thomas, but I think every other Patriots fan has mentioned Jeff Thomas. Jake, you were I think going to say something. Yeah, he's not. I feel like no matter what he he does, he's not going to be able to sneak onto the practice squad. Like some team will pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, like that's the thing about this receiving core. It's like it's it's a very interesting group of guys because you have. There's not a lot of it's not a uh, top not a lot of top end talent, but there's a lot of guys that have potential. Like Nikhil Harry, obviously at the top with the most potential. Edelman's still Edelman. Sanu has potential to be better if his ankle's healthy and he gets the system. Jacoby Myers, uh, to be honest, might have what some of the lowest potential because he is pretty slow. But if but he could if he can work on his route running, he could still be a decent dude. Uh, it's just in, and then we talked about Bird and Thomas already. Like, there's a lot of people on this roster that that this this receiving core could either be really good or it could absolutely suck. I think the receiving core is almost able to upgrade without even changing. If that makes any sense, like you swap like your your fourth guy, or third guy, whatever. You're swapping Dorsett for Bird. You get like a Jeff Thomas in there. Marquise Lee is kind of hanging around, being what we thought with the, maybe a little like a, like a, a Cameron Meredith situation like we had last year. I feel like the Pats always bring in like an injured injured guy or a guy to look to revitalize yeah. their career. Basically that kind of guy. But even without that, like, I mean, you've got Sanu getting healthy, Myers taking a step. He just had that this week saying about how he just wants, he's like, uh, wants to be levels ahead of where he was. Nikhil Harry just getting better. Like it, they're, they're young enough to where you can, you don't have, you don't have to get a new guy. You can just let them improve. And that's and, what I, um, and to bring this back to the point of like that's why it's 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 nice to see <clears throat> Stidham being the catalyst and all this and taking these guys out, especially a bird who's even a even a veteran like him, just like take making advantage or taking advantage of a really unfortunate situation, not being able to be in OTAs right now. And, and Stidham, of, sorry, Ethan, I just need to say one okay. yeah, thing. Stidham, I, I've said this before, and it's like uh, it's kind of a touchy take. Because uh, I've said before that this receiving, this offense, and like the, specifically the passing game, has a chance to be better with a young quarterback than with Tom Brady. the the um, The upside isn't as big, but uh, no, the ceiling like isn't as big, but like the efficiency could be better. Because for one, the system's dumbed down. Two, the quarterback will look at you even if you drop a pass. It could be better. Like it could, it, it may not. But if mm-hmm. it sucks, but if he's a manageable quarterback that that makes smart decisions is could be go really well ethan you were saying uh i think one of the things that people aren't really talking about because i mean it doesn't really seem that important on the surface is last year they took a a pretty hefty swing um with signing uh well keeping Gunnar olszewski as just a specific return man so it sort of was just like a wasted spot especially when he got hurt because he was only there to return punts and that was it so i mean especially if you you bring in guys like sean riley um kyle duggar jeff thomas who can all return kicks Samir bird um maybe put some chung back there um so you're gonna free up that spot to actually have like a competent receiver that would actually get more playing time on the offensive side of the ball than olszewski did last year instead of just have olszewski on the team for just a return specialist only I agree. To, to what Jacob was saying there is, I like I, I you said it's a touchy subject, and I think when you say something like the offense can be better without Brady, people mistake that as Jarrett Stidham will be better than Brady or someone will be better than Brady. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't exactly. mean that anyone can be better than him. It just mm-hmm. means that you might be able to succeed with like there. There's a there's a give and take on both sides, and like you uh, you you said it perfectly, but like with receivers that aren't being looked at like Jacoby Myers, like the Jacoby Myers, Jared Sidham connection was the best connection of like wide receiver quarterback as like in the preseason, it was as good as like you'd see in the regular season with Brady Edelman. Like, and that was his guy. So like there's certain connections, certain things. Like if, if the offense was a higher scoring offense this year, I wouldn't be surprised, but I also am not saying that 
it's out of the picture that it, it, it can happen. And I'm not saying that it would be that the offense is better without Brady. I think people are mistaking that when you try, when you, when you make that statement of saying, Oh, the offense might be higher scoring this year than it was last year. People are like, well, how could you say that about Brady? It's uh, like to piggyback off of that. <laughs> um, what like also is you're getting back Isaiah Wynn for hopefully an entire season. You're getting David Andrews back. Um, you're getting actual tight ends, um, which means that like even though Stidham isn't Brady, you can rely more on the running game and using the offensive line to your advantage more than you could last year where Marshall Newhouse would just let everyone buy him every other play. And they had a bad year too. So you can Mason had a down year. Yeah. Jack Mason had a down year. Marcus Cannon had a down year with a lot of a a very big cap hit this year. Um, So I don't know if that's going to play into his offseason decisions or not. Um, It could. I mean, yeah, it could. um, But, I mean, you, you just have more flexibility on the offensive line tight ends you can run more different packages you can run more uh double tight ends athletic personnel packages with with keen and another year of a healthy Izzo and Aussie Aussie instead of just a Matt Lacoste and a on his last legs Ben Watson I mean uh back to the uh what Grant was going off like the this the, like I said before the ceiling for the offense is obviously bigger with uh Brady but the camp, but like the efficiency could be just it, that, that's the key word. It's like efficiency. you're getting different players too. Like you're getting you're, you're you're getting a better Nikhil Harry. You're getting a better Jacoby Myers in theory. You're getting an upgrade from Dorsett with Bird. You're getting whatever. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you're yeah. getting you're you're getting upgrades while also losing your biggest. Yeah, and it's just like while these receivers are getting better, like just the chemistry, like because like I said, like the system's gonna be dumbed down. There, like this quarterback will be at. OTAs, quote unquote, whatever, whenever they can meet now because it's a little different this year. But uh, it's just like the chemistry between young quarterback and young receiver could be a lot better. Because Brady, like, like say what you want, but he pretty much told you in his interview, and his it pretty much told you in each interview after a game where he was in a piss poor mood. He had one step out the door. He had one foot out the door all season, and he was he knew he was gone. He didn't want to work with the young guys. Once AB was gone, he pretty much gave up. It's just. He he wasn't his normal Tom Brady self. He just wasn't, and so I just with a, a quarterback that's committed and will work with these young guys has a better chance to be more efficient offense of like getting first downs and just like moving the ball down the field. Plus, you add the running game, like the offense could stay, take a step forward. Would it be as great as it would be with Brady with uh, like like top end receivers? No, of course not. But it's not going to be at the bottom of the bottom of the league offense. I didn't want to step over, and I I ended up doing it. I didn't want to step over any of you guys, but it's with with Brady. It was like the offense was like top heavy. It was like it was Edelman and White, and those guys were getting all the looks. But now, once you, I mean, I'm assuming that with Stidham, it's going to be guys like Harry and. Like you said, Myers and those guys are going to be getting more looks now with a rookie quarterback or second year. Damien Harris. Damian I, keep, Harris. I keep forgetting about Damien Harris, but I hope we see him. We, this year. we can go into depth with him at another that, for another date. Uh, yeah, discussion for we another. Can't help, can't help ourselves every time we get on a every time Jared Stidham comes up. It's just convince ourselves Jared Stidham's awesome. Uh, for the love of God, please be think, awesome. Because if he's dude, I, every time we do this, where we like get into these like, oh my God, look at the upside here, every upgrade here. Like it can we can be so much better than people think. I just think of if the on the the flip of the coin or when it comes crashing down and Jared Stidham is not, not as good as we've keep painting him to be. And then when he's not Mahomes, like yeah, when he's not exactly. Yeah. But is that's the thing? Like, especially like, especially in like a transition year like this, the team has like a lot of like younger players with potential. There's a lot of potential on this team, but the thing is with potential becomes risk of it not working out. Like and most just, of the time it doesn't like, if you're having to bank on, all right, well, if this person takes a step, this person takes a step, this rookie gets better, we need production from this guy, and if this guy is better than we think he is, we'll be really good. If that is not a formula that can give you any confidence. so And that yeah, is the kind yeah. of the formula we have right now. So take that of what you will. No one's proven anything yet. Stidham hasn't yeah. proven anything. Harry hasn't proven anything. So Michelle hasn't proven anything. I feel like <laughs> you, can't re- you can't really 
describe someone as a bust until they finish their rookie contract. Because Minimum, they're, yeah. They're yeah. still yeah. playing on like their... Not on the internet, you can't. Well, yeah, exactly. People we think live in a time a where Tua is currently the best quarterback in the division. Seven, seven games. Baby. He's That's the best in the league. Did you see? Never mind. I'm not getting into that. I can't. I'm going to get all worked up. Well, we're about to, we're about to get into here with the AFCs. But to, to finish what we were saying about Stidham, it's just, you know, it's been a, been a, hell, of a hell of a quarantine for Stidham. Hell of a, uh, a, a summer for him, you know. Get, he gets, not gets the job, but he gets a chance to get the job. He's handing out Chick-fil-A to all those families. Yeah. And then he just is being the catalyst and just being a leader. He's bringing in all the guys. He's the band. One final thought, though. It's like, because as you were saying, because with all the speculation we're doing, like, this person takes a step, it could go well. Like, if all these people take a step, we could be in good shape. We're not saying that they are that they are good. We're just, we're speculating. We're saying, like, if this person, because not everyone on that offense or the team in general is going to take a step. It's just that this is more of predictions, and it's more speculation, and it could all go to shit. We could be the worst team in the effing league. But that's what happens when you transition a team. From an, for old, from an old, that's when you reload. Yes, from when you go from an old team to a, to a young team, that's what happens. You got you got to try and pick the right new young guys and see if it works. And it, either you do or you don't. And we're gonna find out when they start playing. You don't know if any of these new guys are good or not. You just don't. So you don't don't think you know how good these players are. Like you don't know how good Stidham is. You just don't. You don't know how good Harry is yet. You don't know how good Myers is. You just you don't. So I don't. But there's a lot of hope Harry. for all of them. And we have the best person in the entire world leading the way, Bill Belichick. Have faith in Bill. I don't know, how you, I don't know how you couldn't at believe this point. in Bill. All right, AFC East. And the roast of the AFC East. This Take it fun. away, Jacob. Take it away. So we, the Patriots are still labeled as the betting odds favorite to win the AFC East. It's not by I mean, as, really? Yes, we are. We are not. It's not by as crazy of amount as when Brady was here, but it, we are still the favorites with Buffalo in second, Miami third, the Jets fourth. Uh, and I was looking at a lot of the transactions because I've been because uh, I've been in arguments with a lot of, especially Jets fans. Someone uh, said that they think the uh, the Jets are going to be uh, like the best defense in the league or one of the best because. <laughs> They have a healthy what's his name? Mosley. Dude, the Mosley. whole AFC East fan base has lost their minds. When Tom Brady left, they all thought they literally they've everyone's lost their minds. And I'm not trying to sound like the the high like the I'll be on my high horse and be the the, the king nope. of the AFC East, even nope, though we, we are, are like thirteen yeah. times over. But like the Jets haven't gotten God. better. The Jets have the team like the Dolphins, and you can't really see the only team in the AFC East you think you know has gotten better was the Bills. Because they got yes. stinks. The Dolphins, sorry. Let's I'm go t- team by team. Let's go team by team. Yeah. Let's start. Let's, let's start from. So, what? all right. The the odds on favorite paths. We we basically just discussed that, and that's yeah. the whole point of what we do. And the Bills. Let's start with the Bills. Yeah. All right. So notable additions. I have it right in front of me. Stephon. Did already talked about the Patriots. Uh, Josh Norman, uh, Mario Addison, AJ Epinesa, and Zach Moss. I know Jake Fromm too. Oh. Oh, oh don't, yeah, I forgot about don't, that. Don't. <laughs> Notable departures are Frank Gore, Jordan Phillips, and Shaq Lawson. So I mean, overall, yeah, better, overall uh, yes, overall upgrade. definitely better. And no one, if you were like the Bills are going to the AFCs, that's not a bad take. It's a bad that's take a bad for take. you to say that they're that it's their division to lose. I think it's up in the air. I think it's like it could go either way. Like both, because yes. because while we have the hardest schedule in the league, I think they're number two or close to it. They're, they're up there. I mean, yeah, and they've got to play us. So so it's it's a, that too. So yeah, right. It's a two horse race between Miami and Buffalo, but <laughs> well, well, all right, all right. I'll reel it in. I'm reeling. So, it, like Josh Allen, as crappy as he played against us, he did make us take a step forward. He's good. He's a, he's a good. He's a good he's player. Decent. Is he's he decent. a Tua? No. Okay. I don't, I don't, way too he far. needs to show me more. Allen needs to show me more consistency. And even even if, and even if Allen isn't better than last year, which he should be. You can't lie to me and telling and tell me that st- having Stephon Diggs was. I don't know if. I mean, that's that's. I don't. I mean, he. That's, I don't know if you mentioned thing. him in your, um, in yes, your notable additions. But yes, I did. Okay, you did. Good because I that think. is literally the most notable addition maybe around the league. That that is one of the additions that you can look at and say this took that team from like fringe contender to like where like like 
that I could take Buffalo as far as the AFC championship. So actually their ceiling is as high as you can want to put it because of that move. So Josh Allen really just has to be good. And that's it because at receiving core is, is very nice. He's got a lot around him. He's got, uh, he's got Devin Singletary, like all, all these things going for him. Josh Josh Allen does not have to be the reason the bills go far. He can be, he can be, but he doesn't have to be. I mean, that defense is going to be that defense and whatnot. So, and you can use that same exact argument for the Patriots too. Stidham doesn't need to be the reason yes. why the Patriots can exactly. be good. They can rely on the run game. They can rely on the offensive line. They can re- rely on the, the defense, defense, which I which I will go into in a second. I yeah. Will, yeah, Jake got a couple points. I don't want to buy into the receivers going to take a team over the top because I saw what happened with Odell. Uh, two, Allen is serviceable enough to win you games. Three. Very high on Devin Singletary this year. I think he's gonna have uh, he's gonna have a real breakout year. I do I do like Singletary. Dude, a lot. absolutely, Diggs can take you over the top because Odell wasn't the reason the Browns weren't good. Odell uh, Odell wasn't as oh, good. The Browns' he, problems were all coach. That was yeah, just that's, that's oh, it, was, it was no Freddie Kitchen. I think slender, the difference no. is Odell I, may I, be a better receiver dude, than Stephon Diggs, but Stephon Diggs is a just as good receiver going to a better team. Yeah, he's like uh, the, the Bills. We're a playoff team and, and probably should have beaten the Texans, probably. And then they added um, a top whatever you want, a 15, what, a good almost borderline elite, whatever. Good receiver, a, 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 a number one receiver to a, to a quarterback who's got a cannon. Like that move is much better, in my opinion, than Odell, that Cleveland move. So disagree, that, but his. Diggs can absolutely take that team over the top. I love Diggs though; he's I a really good player. I wish I wanted Diggs so bad. I really, I love his route running. He's a phenomenal. The route running. Route if you had Edelman and Diggs on the same team, oh my oh, god! Please, Edelman, my Stidham, which I just, oh. You mean Mister Wide Receiver Three washed up, um, <laughs> old? <laughs> All right, next teams go with Miami. Um, I could go I mean, on. And what's, on. To, what's not to say? Okay, I, b- b- so jokes aside, I really don't get all the uh, Dolphins hate. I mean, I don't know. Hype. Train. Exactly. Exactly. I don't get the Dolphins. <laughs> I don't get the Dolphins hate, hate either. I mean, what do you mean, My, dude? It's it's what is it? It's June something. Give them give them Lombardi right now. Give it to them. Exactly. Why why are we why are we like thinking about the season? They're talking about it's playing the season, time. like coronavirus or not. Like, what do we do? Like, raise stop the, the banner. Season. Raise the banner. This, I forgot to leave. It's was the Dolphins. It's the no, no, I think he's a free agent now. He's, he's a he was agent. on the team. I think they traded yeah. him. I, I I mean, that, was, that. That, was, that was for Cap. But. There's one question with this team. I said it last episode. I'll say it again. When are they going to sit their starters? Yeah. I'm thinking no later than week four. Okay. Okay. Do we want to have like a serious yeah, analysis? Okay. Yeah, seriously, 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 about seriously about Miami. One thing, because like, it's, 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 it's mainly Miami fans. But I, I do see it. I do see it a lot. Like they've been hyping up the Dolphins because one, they got Tua, and they had a really good draft because they had a lot of draft capital, and whatnot. The Dolphins proved nothing last year. First of all, they proved that they can win a bunch week, of meaningless week games. Week seventeen champions, baby. Yeah, week cool. 17. They won a couple meaningless games. They won a couple the meaningless games at the end of the year, which is the only time Ryan Fitzpatrick ever wins games when they don't Great matter. Point. It's wild. So, they were like, "We ended the dynasty with your win last year." And they said the same exact thing when they won in the Miami Miracle too. And I think they said the same exact thing the year before when they won. And, and I wasn't just, counting, but I think they said the same exact thing the year before. Yeah, can I <laughs> it's just the fact that like you can't you you can't shove like draft picks down my throat and tell me they're going to be that good. Yeah, just, it's like we were saying earlier. Like you've got these guys. We don't know how good they're going to be. We have things to hope for. It's the same conversation as the freaking we just had with the Patriots. Like yeah. they have a ton of potential. Will they be good? Who knows? You can't tell right. me that now. You just can't. The the Dolphins had a had an off season that was built for the casual fan to say they're going to be good. Uh, exactly. They, they had big free agents with big contracts for players that you know, Kyle Van Noy and Byron Jones. Now, not not discrediting KVN or Byron Jones, but those aren't guys that take a tanking team to the Super Bowl or more or less past six wins. Then they had a lot Five of drafts, teams. and any team – this is what people love to do too – is any team that has the most picks always gets the best draft grade. And most of the time it's the team that picks first. They were right there with, what, three or four? Um, so so they – I think they're five. I don't know, wherever they were. They, they had – 
they they have the dream offseason if you're a casual fan looking to say that your team's going to be good because they have enough things to point to to say they're going to be good. And it's, like when you look at that depth chart, like it's not very like it's not very good. Like it's just no, not it's, a very talented bad. team. It's, it's, really bad. it's all unproven. Like any like any player you could Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> keep it in, keep it in. Hold on. Someone else talk because that's gonna go on for a little bit. So Okay, it's just question mark, question mark, question mark. And what I'm saying is, when you go in, it, you're not, like, fearing anybody on the Dolphins. You're not like, we got to watch out for this guy this week. Like, hey, Devontae hey, Parker against hey, Stephon Mike, Gilmore, his Mike daddy. Mike Kosicki. Mike Kosicki, he might go for 150 this week. It, like, you don't say that. And you're not like, you're not like that guy's going to that guy's gonna take away. Uh, Byron Jones, maybe. But I think he's very overrated. You're not like, you gotta, you got to double team him. You Like, it's not like that. It's just... You, you got some solid players on that team. I like Flores. I'll give you that. He's a really good coach. And I think he's Their the best real deal. asset is Flores. If there's one thing yes. you can point to on that team and say, like, this is why they might be better than you think, it's because of Coach Flo. Like, that's it. Exactly. And right. like, it's not he's because Tua's going to throw 45 touchdowns. Like, they literally act like he's going to throw 45 can, touchdowns. This they're year. like, Flores is building a culture. Okay, great. But are they winning four games? Like, you can build a culture all you want. Shadow Shea tried to build a culture, and they said it was too difficult. Right. There's a culture built at Boston College. They haven't been anything since Matt Ryan. Rutgers (laughs) has a culture. Exactly. Yes. That's a great take. Scarlet Knights. Like, even, like, the Bills. Like, the Bills, like, the Bills have not, like, proven that they have a winning culture just yet. They're still the Buffalo Bills. So no, I cannot. Exactly. Bills, Bills fans, like, I, look, I love them to absolute death. They're the greatest the best fans, fans in the National league. Football League, without question, the best fans in the National Football League. But there are Bills fans that are like, it's all, it's all, but it's all but crowned that we're the AFC Championship, and that those are those are the that's the worst. It, it's a black eye to the rest of the Bills Mafia. I can't wait till we win like twelve <laughs> games this year with the most. Uh, the hardest schedule, and they're like, "Oh, yep, you had an easy schedule." Well, oh, like, okay. like, like I said uh, last episode, like schedules halfway through the schedule, people are going to be like, "Such yeah. a!" I guarantee there's a take this season if the Patriots are playing well and beating teams that a lot of people said they shouldn't. That oh, you shouldn't have beat this team because this player was out. You shouldn't have beat this team. Look, dude, this you, that, you that's said how it, sports work, like, man. Like, you you said at the beginning of the season it was the worst or the hardest schedule in the league. Like it, it's going to change. It's going to be like, different. Like who's I'm sorry, the, who's going to be the 49ers of this year? Like they were three and thirteen. Say it's the ago, Broncos. And then like, last year, say it's them. Like, like no, you know I'm saying like, like there's gonna, there's a team that's probably going to be like the Bears that was awful last year, but then they might do somewhat well this year not make the super bowl like the niners did but they'd be somewhat well right it's, so you're gonna, you're gonna there's teams you're looking over and that are going to be better than you think and there's teams that you're not yeah. looking over and you're spending too much time thinking about that are not going to play up to par but yeah i mean like, like I, was saying, narrative. I think the whole afc east like right now has one of like the harder schedules i think that's what people oh, are, the like, afc east has a, has a brutal schedule each both, each team west. A, a thing to say about the afc east too is i, I thought of this while we were talking about quarterback I think with every team, you can say, like, we haven't gotten to the Jets yet, but every team, the quarterback doesn't have to be the best player on that team to win. Like, they're, I feel like every AFC East team is – while, while I think Josh Allen is a top, whatever, like three bill, like, I don't think that every quarterback has to be playing out of their mind for any team to be competitive or win or whatever it is. Seriously, uh, yeah. We we can get we can get to the Jets here if we'd like. Uh, okay, last team's the Jets. Uh, they added a tackle J-E-T-E. early. What what is their under over uh, win? Like I, they, I think I don't, I don't have the Jets have an under over. I think the Jets and Miami like six, both. Right? I think the Jets and Miami both had six and a half, and then the Bills and us had like eight and a half. I think that's what it was. Six and so a half. Oh my god! <laughs> but I don't know. I don't have that in front of me. You I have don't. to pound the over if you're Miami. That was that was per. I mean, it's gonna vary. The Jets. That was where I saw the Jets have done like the least in the division, like all like off. Maybe but debatably with like us, but but like they didn't even have like a huge draft. It's like they they got a tackle early, like on the top eleven picks or something like that. Back and, then, and yeah, he's a, a beast. wide receiver in a corner, and they also and got Mims. they brought in Mims Mims is good. The like Jets. Him. The Jets offseason. The Jets offseason was the opposite of the the Miami one. It was a it was an offseason for for the team, not for the casuals. So you can look at the Jets offseason and say like, oh my god, like well, who did they get? They didn't have they drafted offensive linemen first and they like didn't do all much. that. They didn't they didn't do much. But honestly, like who knows? Like it could be as good. Like dude, if they had 
they had seven wins and were better than the Dolphins, like it, it isn't surprising. Like not, it, yeah. it really is. If you're going to separate the AFC East out, it's two tiers. It's as of right now, as of right now, Miami Buffalo and, Buffalo. and New England fighting for the fighting for one and two, and then you've got Miami and and. Uh, New York at the at the bottom fighting yeah. for six wins. That Jets team, I want to go back. Like, while they did they, so that defense hasn't changed one bit. Besides, they got CJ Mosley back. Like, was he like hurt all year? Yeah. Um, yeah. Besides, besides that, who else did they get back on defense? They were ranked the te- according to Football Outsiders, they were ranked tenth in the league in defense, which is good, but it's not great. I don't think they more, ranked just ten. Well, yeah, it's more great than like awful in which people portray the Jets as. Yeah, they, they, the Jets aren't awful, uh, as many people think they are. They are not awful, but they are not one of the better teams in the league. They're like the low yeah. average to average. Yeah. yeah. I might put They're like them, the Bears of the league. The um, Yeah. The, Getting um, CJ Mosley back is not going to put them from like 10th to like 1 or 2. Like I don't yeah. think that's going to do anything. And even on offense, they haven't really changed that much. The only big change was that the tackle they took, like I I feel like it was like 11 overall. I forget. And yeah. they, they replaced Robbie Anderson with Rashad Perriman. That's really all they did. That's, Which was a pretty that's so sad. Is, is, that no upgrade, is that an upgrade or a downgrade? Yeah, you wanted Perriman, right? No, I don't think that's an upgrade, but it's definitely not a major downgrade. I think Perriman's Around good. I, I really was high on Perriman into the offseason. I mean, and then they've, they got, they've got Mims, they who, Mims. I mean, Mims, but that's not like – like I don't know what you can expect from a. If you want receiver. the jet, like the Jets um, have been trying to get Quincy Nunwa to stay healthy for the past like three seasons, and he just can't. Like if they, a Nunwa was healthy for a year, like that's a pretty good receiving core, but he just can't get on the field for the past. Like, and Lawrence Cager too. What's the I mean, tight like, end? Look, they've got like Chris Herndon. Herndon. Yeah, I like Herndon when he's like, he was like decent when he was healthy. But something happened last year. I don't, yeah, I think got I don't know. Like, I think that's, that, they probably have the worst offense, although Jets fans will tell you otherwise and tell you that Sam Darnold's top 10 quarter. What, uh, like I like that, Darnold, I, though. Every a, He's all right. Every, every AFC East team has their, like, quirk. Maybe it's us that we're too uh, arrogant. <laughs> Buffaloes is that they think Tredavious White's better than Stephon Gilmore, and they think that the AFC East is theirs. Miami thinks that they're – my, Miami is Miami, coming, coming and that, that can be left it. Time, yeah, right. yeah. My, Miami, Miami is Miami, and then New York's is just the fact that they think Sam Darnold is is the next coming something, of. something that he's not. I, honestly, I like Adams. Sam Darnold, but like he was pretty bad last year. I know he was recovering from mono, but uh, <laughs> and ghost. And, yeah, you, know, you got a torn. He was still seeing ghosts. I'm sorry, arm, like, like even. Like even though he was recovered from mono, like the seeing ghost thing, like he was god awful in that game. Honestly, how much credit does Monday Night Football's like production team deserve for Sam Darnold's legacy going into this year? How honestly, if we didn't get that clip of him saying seeing ghosts, what I wonder how much people would actually that is such an easy cop out when you're talking about Sam Darnold to be like, well, he saw ghosts. Like that clip right there did so much hurt for him that I honestly, I, I Adam Gates was so pissed about it. I, I can't blame him. That clip is that clip is gonna follow him forever. We don't have anything next besides me. I think both me and Grant have like a little bit of a rant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, if we think of something, we'll go. Yeah. Um, I just it's not mine's not even much of a rant. It's just like. I just want to talk about the front seven real quick on the defense. Rant, rant time, Jacob. Front seven rant. Let's do it. It's just that because I closing see rants. Right, you're saying, go ahead, Jake. You rant, and then we'll we'll do like a little reaction talk opinions to it. Sure. Yeah. Like I don't get. I just don't get people who think we have a really depleted front seven because if we're gonna look at it, and I look at the. And I look at the fans who think the Dolphins are going to be really a good. A lot because, of AFC East teams think the Patriots have a depleted front seven. Yes. Because and they it, lost Danny Shelton. They lost Kyle, Kyle Van Noy. So we lost Danny Shelton. We lost yeah. Kyle Van Noy. We lost Jamie Collins. What we gained, we got um, if, who replaced? Uh, Bo Allen. Oh, Bo we got Bo Allen. We got Josh Uche and Jennings. Jennings, exactly. for one, Uche uh, had a – Better pressure rate than no no uh, no not Jason, doing this not doing this young. yes yeah, the yes pressure, yes yes I'm 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 going there two Some pressures are made up stat. two the Jennings made up, made up literally stat. Jennings pro comp uh yeah pro comp is Kyle Van Noy so I don't know what else you want there uh Bo Allen uh had a better PF, PFF grade than Shelton take that for whatever you want. Uh, we still have Simon, who is good. I've seen better, but he's not bad. The most forgotten Patriot. Let me interrupt. Morris for a guy. Morris guy. 
Go yeah. Buckeyes. Quentin Lawrence guy, perennial pro bowler. Lawrence guy, he should have been a pro bowler. Adam Butler is a good little player. Yeah. Um, Adam Butler is a good little player. Chase Winovich. Uh, Chase Winovich, who got, I think, was five sacks last season with a herniated disc in his back. Has a high, has a, and, he, and he was just, like, splitting the reps with everyone else on that front. That too, he was barely was getting full playing time. And so uh, he has a really high motor. He's going to have a bigger role. There's some upside. I think he's going to have a breakout year. I really yeah, do. Yeah, he can contribute on special teams, too, like he did last the year. Only, yeah, the only pe- – and we have Brian, Byron Coward. See, maybe if he were to pop, that would be good, but he hasn't Five shown, star. He hasn't shown anything yet. The only person on the D line I think blows is Wise and maybe Rivers, who hasn't seen. Who hasn't no, seen we're not to go down down the Derek Rivers rabbit hole. We cannot yeah. no, go not down the Derek Rivers, Rivers rabbit hole. That's, that's, a, that's a story Rivers. for yes. That's a, that's a conversation for another time, dude. Last year at this time, we were talking about Derek Rivers. I know he blows. Uh, Derek well, Rivers. Okay. Derek Rivers Derek hasn't Rivers, even seen the field since he was drafted. We can't really say if Derek We're Rivers sucks. We're going down the rabbit hole. Just, yeah, I know. We okay. can't really say if Derek Rivers sucks because we haven't really seen him play that much. Yeah, so he could he, be better he, than Derek. You can't get on the field. And what's your what's the best your ability? Is availability. He could yeah, be Lawrence Taylor. Sure. Better so, be okay, you got that. For linebackers, you lost Jamie Collins, who I'm sorry is very replaceable because. I forget we lost Collins. I legit every time someone like, lost two key linebackers. I'm like, what do you think will land around? He fed a off a really oh, bad yeah, team. We lost Roberts too. Oh, I can't believe you forgot back. about Roberts. <laughs> forget um, about Collins, dude. Um, he was only good back. against bad teams. Collins was, was only good against ground. bad teams. When we played good teams, he was exposed no. badly, and he would he, be invisible. He played, he played good against Miami. Yeah, yeah. Roberts. What are we, what are we he didn't even play linebacker last year. First of all. So you're yeah, not going to miss that. He's a football um, player. We, got, we gained Uche, who, again, yeah, I told you the reason there. And Jennings is a pro comp to Calvary What else do you want? Uh, obviously, he hasn't proven anything, but we still got his replacement, and he has promise. Copeland, I don't know anything about him. We got him from the Jets. I forget about Copeland. I, I, but I hear he, I've heard some good things about him, but who knows what happens until then. We still have Hightower. Bentley is is a second year removed from injury with a bigger role. He could he. Um, I would like to see what he can do. I more. love Bentley. Um, Calhoun, I, I think is useless. But oh, stop. Therese Hall. Um, Hall, I don't even know. <laughs> yeah. Brandon we, King. And, yeah, I think I, I, think King, I said it, but I'm just going to make back. sure we have Hightower. So, like, that front seven does not sound bad whatsoever. It, it, like, the the different defensive line is okay, not great. It has, like, I think Lawrence Guy and Adam Butler are severely underrated. The linebackers are fine with um, with Hightower, Bentley, uh, Uche, and Jennings. Like, in plus, you, you have a couple. You have a veteran and a. Um, he's not a Bentley's not a vet, but he's a pro. He's he's a third year guy in front of a couple of rookies who have a lot of potential. So I mean, it does not. There's not a whole lot to feel bad about. There's really not. And there's a lot of um, linebackers that they took in the um, undrafted pool. Um, they took uh, Dejon Harris, who I think, according to the people that know him, was supposed to get drafted. Uh, Kiava Tizino, again. That's a great they name. They took uh, Cash Maluia, straight cash. Oh, yeah, money. I forgot about him. Um, so, I mean, that's just like a few rookies that, like, if. if there's, want- there's a lot of. There's a lot of. To weed out a linebacker, and we have a lot of options. We have a lot to choose from. Yeah, that's, that's wanna- the point. I don't think it's depleted. I really don't think. I don't no, see where. Like you look at each position, I don't see that much of a step back. Besides, maybe like a, like a little bit of a step back because there's rookies. And if you want to, like, Dude, if you, makes- you can find something good in that, like the the light at the end of the tunnel, and that, like, you got cheaper. You saved a bunch of cap space. You didn't need to re-sign all those people. You get exactly. a bunch of younger people who are sort of can play the same role as the people that you lost, but at a, a much cheaper level and at a much younger level, and they're more willing to. I mean, I don't. I wasn't in the NFL yet but i can't really so like younger people are more willing to to prove themselves more because they haven't really made the name for themselves yet whereas oh, yeah. Kyle exactly. sort of seems like he knows what he's doing at this point so i feel like someone like a cash maluia would would bring more to the table in practice and preseason and on the 55 man roster is that this year 55 man roster this year Honestly, I can't figure it out. Whatever. I, I, I need, like I need to look bring into more it. more of like a motor to practice every day because of just 
wanting to make a name for himself instead of Kyle Van Noy, who sort of feels like he knows the ropes already. Yeah, this team's yeah, in, uh, in the transition so from old dude, to- and another thing that just it makes me so mad, it's like these AFC East like teams that love to like bash on the fact like, well, you you lost key players, you lost key players. All right, one, when has Bill Belichick ever had an issue replacing key players? Never. He hasn't. And, Never. I, don't, and I don't want to hear whether, the Tom Brady it's, thing. I really dude, don't. It's Lawyer Malloy, Teddy Bruschi, anyone literally never all right so that's that's the start number two it's kyle van noy not discrediting the player he is he's probably uh, he, i mean he's a top tier he's replaceable right now he's replaceable but don't act like he's not replaceable we picked him up from the lions for a seventh round pick and flipped him for a, a fourth round comp pick probably next year like what and we flipped him for two super bowls three afc championships and yeah all, like and an all decade spot on the pats don't tell me he's not repl- don't tell me this team or that he can't be replaced like that's ridiculous people like to and, ignore and, the draft too yeah uh, that, that's 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 my rant on that because that, Sorry, like, that, like, that's what blows my mind yeah it's just like because we lose these key pl- these key players they are for one they are replaceable two we replaced them with draft picks that have a crap ton of potential and they balled out and college for quite frankly so i People mean care so much about draft position like oh he was a this round this round this round calvin no is basically a seventh and we we took a, our second our second pick in the draft was was a linebacker josh uche and people are like well he's not kyle van noy like how do we how do you know like how you don't know that you just freaking don't kyle van noy wasn't even kyle van noy when he was drafted from detroit he was at the bottom of the depth chart and like you said we got him for a seventh round pick yeah, he was gonna get cut. We could have like just put so much stock into where you were drafted, thinking that like draft Nikhil stock Ar- is going down. Nikhil Nikhil Ar- Ar- down. Nikhil is absolutely most infuriating like, argument. Like, Juwan Williams was a second round pick. Like, he, what's to say they wouldn't have taken dude, him? Dude, Bentley was a fifth. Yesterday. Bentley was a fifth. Exactly. Edelman was a seventh. The, 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 the examples go on. Like, Wes Welker was not drafted. That Adam too. Perry like, was not drafted. For Jerry Rice was drafted, right? He was drafted in the first round, Ethan. But you get my point. There's just as many examples of like later round players popping as there are um, early round players busting. Like you know what I mean? It's just like it doesn't. You could be in the first round. It don't. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it just means you have higher expectations. It doesn't mean you're going to be good. And there's Gerard Mayo who. For some reason, I just love Gerard Mayo, and I feel like he's a really good coach for some reason. And I, I feel like he's going to be the next like big name that people start to talk about around the league, like coming up to the Patriots coaching tree. And I, I just trust him as a linebacker. You hear, I forget who it was. It was one of the linebackers talking, and they were talking like he was God. Like so, obviously that like the linebackers there have faith in him as a coach and as a leader. So pretty good replacement uh, for Flores, right? And coach yes. obviously coaching. You know, coaching's not oh, everything. Oh, we, we, yeah. I'm mean, sorry to interrupt you, but we, we literally forgot that when we were discussing AFC East teams. Uh, look at the fact that if you're ranking the AFC uh, coaches, I think in order, that is how they'll probably finish. Belichick, McDermott. Um, Flores, Gase. Flores, and Gase. I like that. That, that should be honestly yes. an indicator right there. Is, that is, should is, be it. Am, am I the only one who thinks Gase blows? No, I think he's, a no, he's terrible. No, I don't think anyone would agree with you or disagree with you. That Jets team could be so much better than it is if they had an actually competent coach. And that's exactly what people said about the Miami team with him. Exactly. Like, that's why you think he was gone. Like, how many years was he on Miami? I want to say, like, three. Two? Three? Uh, no, Bulls got fired in eight, 17 or 18. Regardless. Nonetheless, it was very, very shortly. And it was a... It was a he inherited a, a, a team that made the playoffs a few years back, and it's just – you see where it is now. They, 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 he was hyped up so much because of his, like, offensive scheme, and I think it was. And he, his, he's just an awful coach. I can't – that Jets team could be a lot better than it is. Okay, Jake – I think who was someone was talking? I don't know. I think Grant, yeah, it was just Mayo. Right? Like, throw Mayo in there. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all I was saying. All right, Grant, you, you have a rant? Okay, this has nothing to do with the Patriots. Yes, okay, go ahead. Oh, go uh, but – I just thought about this today, and I'm gonna. I want to. I want to call my shot, and I want to get this out there, so I can't be called uh, a front runner when it happens. The Drew Lock hype is absolutely ridiculous. I, it has nothing to do with the player that he is or what he might be, but what people and the expectations they're setting for him are so astronomically high, and there's so much hype surrounding him. 
that I don't think it's going to be possible for not even no not even possible. He very well might be awesome, and they're they're doing this like oh he's got weapons, but I don't think that it's like he's being set up just to completely fail. And I think it's what people did with Baker. It's what people will probably do with Kyler Murray now. It's like everyone is so high on Drew Locke from fantasy to just guys that like watch the NFL and people that discuss the NFL. Everyone's like, oh, my sick, my sleeper pick is just Drew Locke. He's going to blow up. He's got Jerry Judy. He's got Cortland Sutton. He's got Albert O now. He's got Melvin Gordon in the backfield. That defense is better. Like all these things about Drew Locke. And it's all, if for the it could all come crashing down. Because every single time that we say a team is ready to compete, they're usually a year away. The 2016 Jaguars were ready to compete a year away. The 2000 whatever, uh, 2017 Bears. The, these teams are always a year before you think that they're going to be good. That's the and and I think that the Broncos are becoming that team where everyone is getting so wildly high on them and putting these wild expectations at Drew Lock where he. He's just not going to reach them. They're just setting the bar way too high for him to reach, I think. I also, uh, you mentioned Kyler. I really don't think the Cardinals are going to be that good this year because. No, they're not. They're going to be. No. Okay. They're acting like. Oh, That's a good example like, from throwback to earlier when Jake said that wide receivers don't move the barometer yeah. that much. That's a great example. Like, if you have Kyler Murray, pretty athletic, mobile, strong armed quarterback playing with DeAndre Hopkins, you'd be like, oh, division champions. Maybe they can make a run in the playoffs. I'm pretty sure it's a downgrade at quarterback from Deshaun Watson in which they could barely – I'm sorry. They should have made the AFC Championship last year. But, um, like, they're – They did. What the – okay. But um, it's such a downgrade at quarterback. You have a downgrade at defense. Um, no, I'm you're stupid. Losing, sorry. You're losing David Johnson, who, granted, did literally nothing. Um. But like, no, anyone who's hyping up the Cardinals is an idiot. A wide receiver doesn't. And that could come back to bite me as well. But I really just said the, I really just said the Texans. But okay, sorry, just disregard. Do you guys agree though? Like the Drew Lock, the Drew Lock stuff is getting out out of control. It's a little over the top. People and and I think and as for a fantasy perspective, in y'all's leagues or whoever, people are going to overpay for him. And if you're in an auction league, just jack the price up on him because someone's gonna do it. And he might be worth every single dollar. But he had that like eight to nine game stretch last year where he looked really nice. And people are but like betting the farm on the fact that he's going to just do that more now with Jerry Judy. And like I said, he very well might. He could be, he could be the, next, the, next, the next dude. But like, and he looked awesome at Mizzou. Let's not get ahead of him. I really liked him coming out of the draft. But people are getting so ahead of themselves on this. Yeah. And, 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 People tend, to gravitate, people tend to gravitate towards the second-year quarterbacks now. That We've seen Lamar. We've seen Patrick Mahomes. We saw Carson Wentz. Um, but not Stidham. Not Stidham. We don't gravitate toward him. No, but they're just like, oh, Shouldn't well, be in the league. I guess the next best quarterback this year has to be a second-year quarterback. So it's either Kyler, Drew Locke, Minshew, um, Daniel Jones. Dwayne um, Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. I like Jones. But, like, like it might it's Haskins. Not be. You can't – he's playing in a – like, Drew Locke's playing in a division where you're playing um, probably a more younger, faster Chargers team. Holmes. You're playing a – Right. You're playing the defending champions yeah. twice a year. Um, you're going to play the AFC East, um, which is Buffalo, New England, Super Bowl, Dolphins. Um, like – He's not going to be as good as people are saying he's going to be just because he got one first-round receiver. Like, if the – okay, so let's say, let's say the Pats traded up and took Jerry Judy. Does that make Jarrett Sidham an overwhelming favorite to win whatever? Like, that's the exact – Yeah, it's almost like if they had a first-round pick wide receiver ready to go for 16 games, what would you think about that? Like, Right? Like, exactly. You can't really – Say, like, obviously Drew Locke played well at the end of the year, but who's to say that Jared Stidham can't do that, if not better? Um, you can't Way just, to bring it back to the point at hand with Jared Stidham. And you can't just give him a receiver and say, oh, well, now he's going to win the division. Now he's going to be the best second-year quarterback in the league. Whereas if you put that guy on the Redskins, is Dwayne Haskins the person that everyone's 
everyone's yeah. going to be talking about it. Dude, already is. Already is. On the Broncos. I think, I think they're going to be a lot better than, well. Mile I, high. I like that. I guess, yeah, you like that. I've been I've used that a lot. <laughs> I do I, like I, that people, a lot. People have, initially, I, I think the Broncos, like, hype train was was not there. But it's it's certainly revving up. But I, I think that they're going to be good. But, like, I just, oh, my God, every single day, it's just like, and everyone, the worst part about it is everyone with the Drew Locke take thinks it's such a like sneaky take. Like it's such a sleeper. They're like, oh, you know this guy, Drew Locke. Do like everyone's talking about him? That's not a that's not a sneaky fantasy pick. That's not a sneaky pick for your dark horse like bl- breakout player. Same with Kyler too. It's Drew getting Locke. that way with Kyler. This guy, he's in Arizona. His name was Kyler Murray. Was almost going to play for the A's. Ever heard of him? Played played at Oklahoma, I think. Think you played at Oklahoma? Not bad. Won a, won a little award there. <laughs> not bad. Did a little something, something. Might not have heard uh, of him. Kind of went under the radar coming out of the <laughs> coming out of college. Does anyone have any final thoughts for final takes or anything? Uh, Miami, you know, 2000, 2020. Might as well. It's a shame. A shame we couldn't do the Super Bowl in Miami. They'd be the first home team to to get it, but. That'll yeah. be in Florida. It'll be in Florida. <laughs> also, right. I'm, I, I know we can probably delve into this later on as the season starts. Immediate thoughts. I really don't think the like. I feel like the Buccaneers will be good. I don't think they're going to win the oh, Super right. Bowl. Yes, save that for later. Yeah, that, that for, that's a whole conversation in itself. I mean, you are getting the best tight end, the best quarterback of all time. And I, think, I don't of think Ross you're gonna, like. Of course, you're going to be good. You're not going to win. 15 plus games you're not going to win the super bowl maybe that's only the dolphins it's only the dolphins yeah i mean just give, the, just give them the trophy already bucks are the second best team also um i know this is completely random they should rename the lombardi trophy to the belichick trophy or they should rename the afc championship trophy to the belichick trophy or they should name it to the lombardi trophy they should definitely just retire twelve league wide. They're not going to. While we're though. getting this out there, yeah. Seattle is going to lose their. Mind. Just kidding. I'm just Seattle joking. I'm bringing glass when he takes out there. Seattle. Seattle right. owns the Patriots 12. will definitely retire twelve though. They've only retired. Jameer Bird's going to take twelve. Oh, yeah, Mohamed Sanu is going to wear twelve. <laughs> See, they're only they the Pats have only retired one offensive number in their history. Flex about it. What is it? Twenty. Gino Capaletti. Didn't he make Cappuccinos? I saw that in your comments. No, he didn't. No, he, <laughs> he didn't. made I know, I know. No, he no, didn't. He did. <laughs> I saw that in your comments. I saw that in your comments. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. Adios. 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 Adios.